Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. We're back and despite a World Cup going on, there's no let up for League Two and the Cobblers are back this weekend as we welcome Tranmere Rovers to Sixfields. Joining me to look ahead to the biggest game this weekend is Charles Cummins. How are you, Charles? Hello, Tally. I'm all right, thank you. I'm really looking forward to this Saturday's game. I don't don't, don't know why. I, I really have missed it. So, um, yeah, it's yeah, been, it's been, it felt, it's felt like a long two weeks. Whether that's I because think, of all the other games going on. I don't yeah, know, because of the amount fun. of football that's been happening. Yeah. It, it, it's And it still doesn't feel right having a World Cup at this time of year. So, yeah, I think it's it, it's very strange. I'm very pleased that England got through as group winners because that means that the three o'clock kickoff can stay at three o'clock on Saturday. And yes, um, yeah, yeah. that means I don't have to get up any earlier or get down. To Northampton any earlier from where I am so um and neither did the Tranmere fans who'd be doing exactly the same journey as me so um yeah I'm happy with that and it then means on Sunday I can you know get back up home and and then sit down to watch England in the pub on yeah. Sunday night having hopefully you know seen a, a really good performance and a win for the Cobblers on the Saturday yeah. looking forward to it can't wait so so yeah it should be a good good fun weekend hopefully hopefully <laughs> um yeah, so we didn't quite. We had a preview show last week. Um, we spoke with the guys from the Wolves Women podcast. Uh, NTFC win then went out of the FA Cup at the hands of Wolves 5 0. Um, from listening to it on the commentary, it was great that we had the commentary from the Wolves guys um, there. It, it felt very, very one sided as we expected, but the, the podcast guys were really complimentary about our women about our team and how we've improved since league cup and the friendly game so so it's a good exercise i think it was just always going to be an uphill struggle wasn't it um obviously they topped that league league above to go into the championship last year potentially and they just lost out in the playoffs so it was it was always going to be a tough one 
It was, but it was a good preview show, Danny. I enjoyed it. Really good. Thanks. And, it's uh, good. Yeah, it's good to talk to another team. We'll do that again, I think. Yeah. And I enjoyed the fact that you stuck to your guns with your prediction. Well, I had to. Despite the fact that (laughs) it was obvious that we were going to lose, unfortunately, because of how good Wolves are yeah, and how many leagues above. Well, they're only a league above us, aren't they? Yeah, but they're Um, right at the very top of that league. They're right at the very top of it. So, yeah, uh, yeah, there was obviously going to be a a golfing class, let's say, and you you still went in with a a confident. I had to back him. Coppers win. (laughs) Wasn't to be, sadly. Not to be. Not to be. Concentrate on the league. And the plate, of course. Oh yeah, of course. And the uh, and the county cup. Mm. So lots to concentrate on. Love a county cup, mate. Love a county cup. Love a plate. So uh, yeah, we'll be talking about more about that on our next team talk podcast coming very soon. Mm. Um, on to Saturday, f- um, free soup, Charles. Yes, saw this for the game because it's getting a bit cold. I love <laughs> it. So uh, the club are going to be distributing um, some hot. Well, I assume it's hot. Free hot soup. I, I'd hope it's hot, otherwise yeah. not <laughs> advertising really free hot soup will not be right. Uh, no. no, yeah, this is great. This is a great initiative by the Community Trust and the Football Club. Uh, really, really proud of how everything, you know, that's been going on. Well, first of all, you know, everything that's been going on is great. Um, they're obviously deserved award winners of that um, massive award for the loneliness campaign mm-hmm. that they ran. And, uh, and now they're doing this. I think it's great. And, and don't forget, obviously, Community Trust is a charity. It's the charity arm of the football club. And, and we are raising money uh, for them this Christmas, where we are uh, selling our beautiful Luton Free Kick print uh, for £10 plus postage. Go to cobblestome.com forward slash shop. And uh, £10 of every sale, so basically 100% apart from the postage, is going to the Community Trust, and that is going to help them to continue their programmes like their Extra Time Hubs and uh, the loneliness, the, yeah, the Tackling Loneliness campaign, the free soup that they're doing, all of these really good stuff. And, and, and plus there's loads of other bits and pieces they do around with schools and with uh, multi-disability um, programmes. Absolutely loads of really really good stuff that the community trust do so we'd really love to raise as much money as we possibly can the prints are amazing um yeah cobblestome.com forward slash shop go and grab it now pause the pod grab it and go and grab your yours now and uh, it'll get posted out to you and hopefully postal strikes permitting they'll be there in time for christmas yes. so santa can deliver them to the masses yes Yes, the Steve Masseys, maybe, Charles. Oh, is that, oh, a, is that a segue and a half yeah. you've just done there, Daddy? <laughs> yeah, 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 I wasn't going to go there straight away, but I am. <laughs> uh, Steve Massey will be there on Saturday as well. He's going to be signing yeah. his new book, uh, which is a, has an amazing title of Where's My Towel? that he um, co-wrote with Cobblers fan Rodney Marshall. He's going to be there. Um, is it in the club shop? No, the Cars Bar, sorry. No, in, in Cars Bar. Uh, Cars yeah. Bar from 12 until 2.30, signing copies of that book. So do go and pick one. A great Christmas present as well, that will be. Absolutely. So Sign copies, especially. It's got to be the amount of time that he was with the Cobblers in, in that era as well. Probably an era that doesn't really get discussed as much. So, yeah, that'll be a decent read. I might pick one up myself. And, and uh, uh, I've been told today, actually, so, so Steve Massey, it was only at the club. For a short spell of time, but he. Oh, was he? I thought it was. <laughs> I just ignore well, what I just I said. I think there. so. I think he attributes the um, the time that he spent at the Cobblers as really helping to resurrect his career. So he was at Peterborough mm. beforehand, where he just didn't oh, have a good time of it by the sounds of it. So he's really, you know, well, why would he, he really loves the time that he spent. Exactly, he really loves the time, and he's 
got a very, you know, affectionate feelings towards Northampton Town. And um, I've been told today that moving forward, he's going to be sponsoring a adult and junior season ticket for the Ooh. foreseeable future. So literally, that, that this will go towards people that potentially can't afford to get their season ticket. And he's going to pay for an adult and a junior every single year. Oh, that is that is incredible. And brilliant. Okay. So yeah, um, okay. obviously... Okay. Going- more to come about that, obviously. I've only been told about it today, but it's a fantastic gesture um, mm. by a, a player that I know is well thought of from Cobblers fans of, of that era. Mm. So, um, brilliant. Get, get down mm. to Carlsbad. He's there from 12 o'clock, roughly, uh, on Saturday. So, there's a reason to go in there. I'm sure there'll be some kind of football on the TV in there as well, beforehand as well. So, he'll be there between about 12 and 2.30. 12 say hello. I'll be there. I'm going to go get my copy. You'll be there. Go and pick it up. Take it to mm. your next giant book festival. Um, You'd have to invite word. me. I would, yes. <laughs> um, also, there's so much going on on Saturday. What's going on? It really is. Yeah, uh, John Brady is going to take charge of the Cobblers for the 100th time. Wow. It's, that's that's quick. Bad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's quick. feels quick. But especially in the lifespan of a manager now, that's quite impressive mm. to last that long, to be fair, especially in League <laughs> 2. Um, and his record is quality as well. Like the The win percentage must be right up there. I um, think so. so. I, I haven't seen the, the stats updated since after the Gillingham-Bradford games, but he was quite high in the ranking the last time I saw mm. it. So, yeah. And a John. E-I-E-I-E-I-O with John Brady at the wheel. That's yes, what we let's like. Hope so. Let's hope so. Uh, let's bring in our guest now to talk more about the actual game on Saturday then. Uh, Matt Jones from A Trip to the Moon podcast. How are you doing, Matt? Yeah, good evening. Good to speak to you both. And you. Welcome. Welcome aboard. The Good Ship Preview Show. <laughs> well, uh, I, was sure, I was just going to say, should we maybe say that it is Tranmere Rovers that we're playing? It I is, sorry. I have really yes, mentioned that is, yeah. at all no. on this whole podcast so far. Um, yeah. And uh, I, like I said, I'm really looking forward to it. Obviously, the last time that we played was for the, well, for our 125th anniversary game back mm. in March. Um, yeah. Obviously, ran out 3-2 winners that day, Danny. was very happy. We were there. Yeah. It was fun. We were there. I sat next to you, I think, didn't I? You did. Yeah, it was a good day. We shared Haribo. We did. We did. It's always good. But um, Matt, we're not just going to talk to each other. So Matt, um, we're going to bring you in. Um, Firstly, we'll we'll start with that game. Um, After that game, you were doing pretty well at that point. I think I saw you as playoff contenders, playoff chase promotion challenges to us. So I I felt after that game, it was a big win for us um, towards the end of that season. Um, You're still in a decent position after that. Still, Still sixth. Ended up ninth, two points off the playoffs. Looks like about three draws in April seemed to be a bit of the undoing of you during that time. Yeah, I think it was a bit of an odd game, that one, from a Tramit point of view, because Mickey had come into some criticism, Mickey Mellon had come under some criticism, quite rightly from some quarters, probably unfairly from others, because Tramit's away record last year was absolutely shocking. Uh, home record, best home record in the entirety of League Two. Away record, I think it was about 16th or 17th in League Two. So that kind of shows the disparity between the two. And for the game at your place, he basically just tore up the what he'd been doing and, and brought in a load of players from the cold and said, kind of, not kind of turning around to the fans and going, look, this is what I've got to use, but just trying something a bit different and trying to appease the fans at the same time. And it meant a first ever start for a young lad called Jake Burton, who has not played much first team football since, and he hadn't played much before. Um, and there were a few other little 
changes that he made here and there that just were a little bit odd on that day and, and ultimately it ended in a, a disappointing defeat. It, it was one of many poor results last season um, and you can point particularly towards the record against the teams at the wrong end of the table. I think there was a defeat at Colchester where they conceded a very late goal towards the end of the campaign away from home. Things like that just didn't go well and they lost Jay Spearing to injury in February. Uh, he came back towards the end of the campaign, but you could tell that his legs weren't quite there and he subsequently pretty much retired at the end of last season when he basically went and joined Liverpool under-21s as their <laughs> overage player and, and a coach at the same time. So the, his his injury was, was partially crucial to Tranmere not making the playoffs. The away form was, was hugely influential. And there were a few other factors as well. There was a 2-2 draw at home to Carlisle, which... Tranmere finished with nine men and it was one of those games where you just watched the referee and just thought, what what are you doing here? Like, why is this happening? He sent off a player in about the, the sent off Kieran Morris at some point in the game and there were seven minutes six minutes of added time and Carlisle subsequently scored their equaliser in the ninety-seventh minute. It was just one of those games where everything that could go wrong uh, against you mm-hmm. went wrong. But there was there were a few draws. I think there might have been another one against Port Vale at home. And yeah, ultimately, if you look at those home draws, you go, Yeah, they did cost Tranmere because if they win one of them, they get in the playoffs. But over the long haul, it was definitely the away form that, that contributed the most to them not making the top seven. Uh, and was it a failure? Some people will say yes, some people will say no, but uh, ultimately they're, they're in a similar position this year and they're, they're going to have to try and somehow bridge that gap between themselves now and uh, and the playoffs. Mm. I was just looking at that game, that, that Carlisle game. We had about five bookings each, two send-ins off. Charles, <laughs> who do you think the referee was in that game? Oh, <laughs> I've got a choice friends. about. I was going to say I've got a choice of maybe two or three here, so it's one of Breakspear. Yeah, got it, got it one. No, you got it one. Have I? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> you mentioned so the no bookings. Surprise. There was an incident yeah. in that game where where some kind of melee happened, and it, it ended in both sides having about 10 players or coaching staff or whatever involved in the incident. Mm. And he did something that I've never seen before in that he, he not only went and booked two players from both sides instead of the usual token one player from each side, he then went and booked both managers for failing to control their dugouts, <laughs> uh, which is something <laughs> I'd never seen before either. So it was an absolutely barking mad game, that one. And uh, yeah, possibly that was the the one where they really did because the, the, the fallout from that was that Morris not only got a three-game ban for what was he believed to be a high foot and a, a red card tackle, but he then got they they appealed the suspension and the FA decided to throw an extra game ban on it. So he ultimately got a four-game ban. And when you take Kieran Morris out of Tranmere's side, the the win percentage when he plays compared to the win percentage when he doesn't play, there's a huge difference in it. And he missed four games towards the end of the season. And I think they may have won one mm. or two of them. I don't know without looking, but it certainly wasn't great. And and that was a, a big factor in, in just missing out on the playoffs as well. Mm. There's a defeat to Stevenage with a couple of games left that seemed to be that mm. pretty much the end of the line. I think other teams were catching up with games in hand as well and things like that and overtaking you. But frustrating overall. I mean, what was the view on Mel- Mickey Mellon at the end of that season? His first season back with you after such a good success last time. How did everyone sit at the end of the season with him? It's hard to say. I think because I think they'd finished in the playoffs the year before. I think, without looking, I'm not entirely sure, but I think they finished with pretty much the same number of points as they did the previous season. 
and they missed out on the playoffs this time, which you, know, you could say that's bad luck. You could say it's a, a slightly stronger league at the top end or a slightly more even league without a couple of teams breaking away and, that, and therefore they missed out in that sense. I think fans were generally split, to be quite honest. I think some would say it was a failure not to make the top seven. And I think others would be a bit more generous in their assessment and say that you know things just didn't quite go in their way and it wasn't the worst season that they've had and a chance to build mm. towards something new this year. Mm. Um, I mean, if you go if you go all the way back to the, the previous summer, James Vaughan just decided to retire because of a knee injury the year before and they hadn't really been expecting that to happen and suddenly they're without their main number nine. So that took a striker out of it and that, that kind of hamstrings the manager a little bit when you, your star striker is deciding that he can't carry on quite rightly because of fitness issues. Um, so you suddenly a main striker down and some fans would say, well, you know, he didn't have the goal, the firepower to back it up. Others would generously say he, he didn't have it because he wasn't expecting to, to have to find that kind of player. And, and they're, they're not easy to find as we all know. So I, I, without trying to sit on the fence, I think so, gen- there were some who were very unhappy at missing out on the playoffs. There were some who were just saw it as, you know, it's not too, not too disastrous. I think as well, and this is what's different to this year, is because the team were winning at home every week, there was probably less anger because most mm-hmm. the, the majority of fans were seeing team the team win every Saturday, every other Saturday. It was just the away form that was absolutely shambolic. Whereas uh, this season, uh, the home form has been pretty poor, actually, and the away form has completely turned around. And, and that's why, therefore, there's maybe a little bit more angst around this year. Mm. I just had a look at that 20... 20- 20 to 21 finished on 73 points in the playoffs in seventh last season then 75 points finishing ninth mm. two places outside the playoffs it's just it feels pretty unlucky that you didn't get in there to be honest yeah yeah that's, uh, that's probably fair to say I think last year there weren't as many te- uh, there weren't as many very very bad teams as there have been the year before uh, and the there weren't at the top end, there weren't one or two who completely ran away with it, were there? So that, that meant that the points were slightly more evenly spread around. Uh, and mm. that, that meant, obviously, a few more collected 75-plus this year compared to the season before. So, yeah, probably wasn't lucky. I think it was actually the same points total that they got the year they got promoted as well um, from finishing in the playoffs and going up. So, yeah, just one of those things if you look at the bigger picture, I guess. Yeah, so summer then comes around... Not a massive clear out by the looks of it. Some of the older heads, like Jay Spearing, obviously moving on. Sam Foley moving on. Peter Clark moving on as well. Um, it, was that a kind of direct strategy, to think, from Mickey Mellon to freshen it up a little bit? Not entirely sure whether it was a direct strategy from Mickey Mellon, but certainly it was a direct strategy from somewhere in the club that they wanted to bring in younger players um, mm. and try and turn Tranmere into a selling club again or certainly have players whom League One, League Two, uh, League One Championship, Premier League, wherever, wanted to buy their players because they, they've nurtured them for a couple of years and they've become saleable assets. Um, so they brought in a lad from Norwich called Reese McAleary, who went and had a good year in Inverness, at Inverness last year on loan. They brought in Bristow from Reading. Um, they brought in Hughes from Everton and they brought in Hockenhall from Brentford as these young players who they wanted to kind of bring into the first team and bring through as first team players who in maybe 18 months' time they could sell on and, and 
start generating some money that way, much in a way that an Exeter has done, although Exeter have generally done it with their own youth products. We can't do that because we don't have an academy uh, of note um, or a Forest Green have done with certain players who've, who've been sold on, haven't they, for, for big fees. Um, that approach isn't going to work at the moment, given that only one of those four players is a regular first team starter. Uh, McAleer is injured, so that, that kind of rules him out. Hughes has been used as a bit part player from the bench and Hockenhull has played one EFL trophy game and is currently out on loan. So that kind of suggests maybe that, that some of those players who were brought in weren't quite ready and maybe it's a bigger project than they thought to turn those into to sellable players. Um, and Mickey's just reverted to some of the players he, he knows and he trusts who have got experience and have won in games in this division before. And hopefully they can they can do that. Kieran Morris is the, the only player who won promotion three years ago, believe it or not, still in the squad, which shows just how much of a turnover there has been partially enforced by COVID, of course, partially enforced by going up to League One and then dropping down again. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting squad. Yeah, um, brought in Paul Lewis as well from us. Back yes, again. back again. <laughs> <laughs> back again for another go. Um, and Jordan, the beard Turnbull, um, from Salford, it's a great signing. Um, how have they done? Obviously, Lewis is back again for a second spell. I mean, to us, he was, he, he had one game where I think Charles Wee scored a hat-trick, didn't he? completely mm-hmm. randomly yeah. um other than that he felt a little bit sort of in and out and he did, wasn't completely like massively loved or anything is he getting that love back with you now um <laughs> he's a strange <laughs> player paul lewis isn't he mm. because he's not really a midfielder and he's not really a striker so i'm not entirely sure what he he does but what he does actually do and this makes no sense whatsoever but what he does do, he does it quite effectively. I'm just not sure what he does in terms of bringing <laughs> it to the rest of the team. <laughs> but he does pop in with the odd goal every now and again. He can he can bring a ball down and, and feed it on to someone if the right person is there to be there. But you've got to play probably a certain way to get the best out of Paul Lewis. And I'm not entirely sure what that way is. But he's, he's certainly handy and he's... he's, he's uh, he's had a few games out in, uh, injured this year, uh, and I think he missed a game because his partner gave birth. So, you know, he's not been a, an ever-present by any means. And, but when he has played of late, he's certainly had an impact. Uh, Turnbull's terrific. Uh, I, I would genuinely put it out there and say that Tram have probably got within the top two or three strongest back fives, if you include the goalkeeper, in the entire division. And, and that that is kind of borne out by the statistics of how many goals they've conceded. And Turnbull is a big part of that. Won't be playing on Saturday because he's suspended. He's out for three games because he got sent off. Uh, and he's got two more games of that ban left, but he got sent off at Swindon a few weeks ago. Um, but the, the, the problem's the other end of the field, isn't it? The problem's getting goals. And, and But Turnbull has got one of them. And defensively, he's doing a pretty good job at keeping them out. And he's he's already become very, very popular, as, as you'd expect. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying about Paul Lewis. Because... <laughs> Yeah, he was never, when he played with us, we tried him, whenever we tried him in central midfield, it never worked, did it, Danny? It always felt like Mm. we were missing a player, essentially. But if you played him a little bit further forward, there would be some games, and that was like the game that he got his hat-trick in. He was playing in that sort of number 10 role and, you know, was getting into the box at opportune moments to, to put the the chances away but it was few and far between I think and I, that's probably part of the reason why he just didn't settle uh, with us whereas you know Jordan Turnbull I mean I, I think that's the 
one of the best signings that was made in the league in the summer because he is such a good player. The only reason that he left us is because we just, you know, he was on really high wages. And essentially, I would imagine it just didn't fit in with the rest of our wage budget. And you're not going to turn around to a player and... Uh, yeah, well, that's it. Isn't it? Sulfur come along and offer the the same or slightly higher. You're not going to be able to compete. But I think it's the fact that we probably would have offered him a deal that would have been less than what he'd been on. And and you know nobody would necessarily say yes to that unless they dearly loved uh, you know the club and they were completely settled and they didn't need the money that they'd been on previously. So <laughs> it was a shame that we lost him. But I understand why he left us and. I think you've got a terrific player in there. I, I again, Salford letting him go go was a, a strange one because I genuinely mm. believe he's one of the best centre backs in the division, and yeah. you know I'm so glad that we're not having to face him on Saturday <laughs> because he is that good. You know, I mean, there is there's a there's a little bit of a uh, you know a tear in the eye, isn't there, Danny? That we're not going to be able to go and see that that gorgeous beard. Well, well he might come sit in the pitch, stand next but... year, Chelsea. You might, oh, might you, pop I don't think I'd be able to control myself, Danny. Stroke it. If that happened. There's it was, no, very, there's no it was very dangerous when I established that he only lived around the corner from me. So uh, <laughs> that could have been a Careful. bit of a worry. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, worry for him, not for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I think, like with this, moving on to the game a little bit, the fact that you've got these suspensions in your back line, is that is that a major worry, major concern for you going into this match? Well, if you had any area that you want Tramway to have suspensions in, it probably would be centre-half, given there's about six of them at the club. Because uh, Turnbull was the third centre-half arrival of the summer, if I'm counting correctly. No, he was the fourth centre-half arrival of the summer. Jameson, Byrne, um, Turnbull, and there's one more who I'm missing off. Hockenhull. And then Simu came in later on in the window on loan as well. Uh, it, it's a big loss having Simu and Turnbull out, but... Uh, Tom Davis is now back. He broke his leg over the summer uh, or just before the summer. He's played the last couple of games and he will slot straight into the heart of that centre defence. And he's a real leader at the back. So uh, it, it, there, there would be worse areas of the field to have suspensions, and put it that way. And I'd imagine that Neil Burnham and uh, Davis will play centre-half unless Mickey decides to revert to a three at the back, in which case Jameson might come in as well. But uh, as things stand, I think not too... Not, look, it's not great, obviously, but... The, not too many worries about those two coming into the side, certainly. Mm. you got Ross well, Dewan behind him as well. You mentioned Ross Dewan earlier. Quality goalkeeper. You had him on loan last season. Was it from Celtic? If I remember. Yeah, Is that right? he's and all then... right. So... He's, he's made it's... a few mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, uh, he, had, he had an absolute stinker against Carlisle in the FA Cup. Um, and he, For me, he's not a great shot stopper. He makes great saves. But regulation stops that he possibly should make. I'm not sure he does. And he's a goalkeeper. He's 24, 25. He'll get better. Mm. Uh, and there's a reason he's playing at League Two level. You're never going to be perfect at League Two level. Far from it. Uh, the problem for the problem for Ross Dewan is that he's got Joe Murphy sitting on the bench behind him. And, and as lower league fans, we all know Joe Murphy. And, and you've probably got some people listening to this raising an eyebrow that Joe Murphy is still playing. Well, technically he's not. <laughs> he's Tramway's player coach now. He's a goalkeeper coach and he's actually third choice goalkeeper. They've got a young lad uh, called Matt Schuelt, who is the, the second choice and has played in the EFL Trophy in the League Cup games this season. But the problem for, for doing is that everyone knows Murphy's a really good keeper. Started his career at Tranmere, obviously, came back yeah. a couple of years ago, 
stepped in to replace Doohan last year when Doohan had a hard time and did really well. Um, I've got a th- bit of a thing about Joe as well because if Joe plays at some point after February this year, he'll become Tramier's oldest ever player at 41 and a bit. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm quite keen for him to, to feature at some point in the uh, the back end of the season. But that that is Doohan's problem ultimately is that he's being held to a high standard that everyone knows he's got behind him. And I'm not quite sure he's he's met that high standard yet. But he is another one of those players that I mentioned before. Uh, he's another young one who they brought in in the summer on a two or three year deal who they think could maybe be sold for a bit of cash in the future. Uh, mm. Not t- quite sure he's at that level yet, but you know he's he's a decent decent enough goalkeeper at this level. Just just think you need a little bit more from your keeper if you're going to win promotion. I am um, particularly keen on on talking about how your season has has gone from your perspective because you come into this game on a run where you've not won in eight, I think it is, in a row. Um, But before then, you won five on the bounce without conceding a single goal in any of those games. So it's almost, I mean, it's not a complete reversal because it's not like you went on and then lost all of those eight games. But to go from collecting a maximum amount of points over five to then, you know, only collecting a small amount over the next eight. That must be so frustrating. I mean, I was looking at it at the time, I was thinking, we're, we're going to be facing Tranmere and it's going to be a bit like last season again when we were both, I think it was fir- fifth versus sixth at your place in November last year when we came out on top. And everyone from our point of view that day kind of said this that was going to be the real test we'd had we'd been on a good run and then Tranmere was the first time that we were going to be facing a team that was a, a similar position in the league to to where we were we did quite well that day beating you and then although it didn't completely wasn't the starting point of your decline i think it was another game or so later that you had that so i'm quite pleased that this time around we've got to that point where you've had your really good spell and you've already dropped off. But then there's a worry that we've had a little bit of a break, a bit of time to, you know, galvanise again. Um, what what do you put down that inconsistent? Well, I suppose it's, it's consistently inconsistent. I think, um, so one of the big factors in the, the, the long run of winning games was Kieran Morris returning. So Kieran Morris had missed the start of the season through injury. He comes back in and Tram may win five in a row. Uh, as you say, completely strong at the back as well. The the other big factor is just look at who scores the first goal. Tramir do not score enough goals to win games having conceded. They, in fact, have not won away from home when they've conceded a goal since March 2021. So all their wins away from home have come to nil. And if you, if you look at this season, that bears out 1-0 at Crewe, 2-0 at Sutton, 1-0 at Walsall, 1-0 at Salford. All really good results. Uh, the one that crew, by the way, was in the EFL Trophy, so I probably would discount that one because it's a terrible competition. Um, but those those three league wins, all to nil away from home, the same last year. There were only five or six league wins. They were all one nil, all of them. The, the win at Sutton, the two nil victory, was the first time they'd scored two and one away from home in 18 months as well. So just look at who scores the first goal and that will tell you whether or not Trammer are going to win the game, really. And if I just scroll back through some of the other ones, they went 1-0 up at Swindon but conceded and ended up drawing that 1-1-1. Played pretty well, but obviously didn't get the win over the line. But Harrogate away, conceded first, 
ended up having to to draw that game, conceded first at Leighton Orient and lost, scored first against Newport and, and lost that one. So they've actually scored first in a couple of away games and still gone on to lose them. But the general rule is uh, if they score, if they concede, sorry, they're not going to win. And, and that's the big problem. They are a team who will only generally score one or two goals per match. So the, the, the first goal is absolutely massive. I also think, though, they are just one of those teams that are going to go on runs. And Mickey Mellon, has, uh, we've seen this with Mickey Mellon teams in the past. In 2018-19, when Tramway got promoted, uh, they, they went on a run. They won eight games out of nine and just smashed them into the playoff places. And they ultimately won the playoffs by beating Forest Green in the semi-finals and then winning against Newport in the final. They, Mickey gets his teams on rolls and they, they go on these rolls and they'll win five or six. And then they might have a little slump for three or four games bit elongated this time yes quite a few draws in that run I should say as well I think there have been five draws haven't there in total if you include Burton in the EFL trophy um, and they've only actually lost two league games Wimbledon at home and Carlisle at home so the away form has, has stayed pretty strong but they just they just Mickey Mellon just gets teams who go on rolls and, and once he gets them out of the slump I would not be surprised if they went on four or five six in a row again I think that's my fear, Danny. Is that? Yeah, I was going to say, is this a good time or a bad time for this two-week <laughs> yeah. break that we that we both had? I guess. I mean, I think it's good. It's good for us, I think, because we were before yeah, the Gillingham game. We'd had a little bit of a mini slump, hadn't we? And well, it's the injuries as well, isn't it? It's the yeah, all of those were had piled up. There was a bit of suspension as well. Obviously, Sam Hoskins getting his suspension that he served against uh, Bradford, which you know, a game that we won and, and looked really good in, and we. You know, we come into this with a bit of a feel-good factor around our side, but because there's been a two-week break, it's it's weird. You kind of don't. It's almost like you know the start of a season. Yes, there'll be the predicted teams to do well and do badly, but you never really know until the game actually kicks off how you're going to be. So there's a part of me that's a bit like almost intrigued by this game because both teams have had a bit of time off to recoup and to get back fit and to work on anything that they needed to on the on the training ground. We don't necessarily know how that's going to pan out. We come into it with confidence, of course, having won the last two games relatively comfortably as well. Um, Tramir will probably be looking at it, Matt, I imagine, as a, as a sort of a way of a clean slate now. Let's Let's start again. Yeah, I think so. A, a chance to run up to Christmas and build up to Christmas. I think there's four games. It's it's a really strange fixture list, isn't it? With no having fitted in all those midweek fixtures before the World Cup. So obviously the, the, the diary's a bit more free while the World Cup's going on. But I think it's only four games now till Christmas. In fact, it's only three. Uh, isn't it? Northampton, Grimsby and, and Crawley are the opposition for Tranmere and then Doncaster on Boxing Day. So yeah, I think they will look at it as a chance to, to try and build some momentum again and get going and, and go into January, which is always a crucial period for a Mickey Mellon team. Uh, Mickey has traditionally strengthened the squad quite a lot in January, so he'll want them in a good position uh, then and, and able to, to maintain or kickstart a promotion push at that point. Um, and then hopefully, they'll have, hopefully they'll have got McAleer a bit close to fitness because he's been out injured a little bit of late. Uh, it'll have given them a chance to just refresh the legs as well. You guys will have had exactly the same. It's been relentless, hasn't it? It's been absolutely mm. relentless, the schedule. And, and while Tranmere are blessed with options at central defence, up front, they are very sparse. Charlie Jolly's out injured most likely for the season. Powell Glatzel's out injured most likely for the season. Mumbongo came in in the summer, played about five minutes and then got injured. So really all they've got is Hemmings, Nevitt and 
maybe Lewis. So those players have been absolutely goosed as well. Um, so hopefully, hopefully those players and others have just had a little chance to get some life back into those legs that'll help them kickstart as well. Mm. Any questions over the manager for you? A minute, I've seen a seen a poll online that's about fifty six percent. Some when as soon as you put a poll online, you think there's issues, but fifty six percent saying out the other. There's twenty six percent saying in, seventeen percent saying unsure. What what do you reckon on that? I don't know when that poll was conducted. When, when was it conducted? Just out of interest, was it? Did it come straight after a game? Was it? Because I always uh, think views yeah. tend to be a lot more emotional after a game, don't they? And then when you've when you've had a chance to think about it, it maybe changes your opinion or a touch for me not at the moment but I think that's because I look at the recruitment that they did in the summer and I think that they I I, obviously they want to get promoted this season but I don't think it was ever the 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 aim I think they are generally building a squad towards next season with those young signings that have come in and that they've hoped they're harboring hopes of being a stronger team next year than they are this year which obviously every team does but I my opinion would be that they they Although they wanted promotion, it was never something they, they set all guns blazing to go and get this year. Whether other fans agree with that, well, clearly a lot of fans don't agree with that. And some are unhappy with how things have been ongoing this season, and rightly so with some of the results. But I do think that just need to have a look at why those results have maybe been happening and also have a think about, is Mickey getting the complete support that he... not that no, Support's not the right word, but is he getting the... That the backing that he needs to be successful in what he's good at doing. Mickey Mellon has never been a manager for Tranmere anyway, who will go out and blast teams 3-0 every week. Tranmere got promoted in 2018-19 because they had the best back four, back five in the league. Scott Davis won the Golden Glove that year. And then they had James Nord, who was the best striker in the entire country that season, with Connor Jennings behind him creating five, six chances every game. The difference this year, they've still got that great back five, they just don't have a Nord and they don't have a Connor Jennings. And and, that, and you can't go and buy them because Tramway just don't have the money to do that. So, I mean, Mickey's always been a really good, pragmatic manager. It's setting his team up well tactically. It's just maybe having the, the right player at the other end of the pitch to go and deliver that. And at the moment, he just doesn't have that. And I think you've got to say that that's as much down to funds as, as anything else. Mm. Uh, the poll was November 23rd, by the way, so it was a day after you'd gone out the EFL trophy So mm. <laughs> if that, on penalties. So, <laughs> so, so, no one cares about anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a um, little bit more time. But it does seem like you've, you're in a, a, a place now where you've, you've, you've changed your kind of outlook a little bit. So I, I look at you and I think Tramia are a big club for League 2. You want to be out of here as quick as you can. So it's quite interesting to hear you talk about actually you're taking your time and it's not all or nothing on promotion and it's the slow process and you're buying the youngsters and, and building it up. I, th- I think that's quite an interesting thing for a bigger club in this league. I think, I think get you get that in a lot of places though. And I think that it, fans put that sort of their own expectations on, right? I think if, if we came out last year, for example, and, and had said, look, we're not, it's not the be-all and end-all if we get a promotion this year. We're looking to build a good squad that the following year can really compete and can really go for it. So doing exactly what Matt is talking about, Tranmere doing. I think most of our fan base would have been really annoyed with that. I think they'd have been like, well, why? Take the opportunity now. Go for it. Do it. And I just sort of think that actual clubs and within the clubs, they'll have their targets and they'll have their their methods that they've decided to go 
and 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 go through and work towards but they won't necessarily let the fans know that because the reaction probably won't be positive and and i i i would dare say that if Tranmere actually came out and said that that's what they were doing this season was we're just having a building season, there'd probably be a bit of a negative reaction, Matt, in the fan base. Oh, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm not saying Tranmere are too big for League Two because they're clearly not. They've spent more time in it this last seven or eight years than they have in League One, but they, they are clearly a side who should be able to, to compete in League One. And sadly, they were robbed off that chance in 2019-20. In um, but I think... I, when I say they're trying to build and trying to find ways to sell players, I think it's also as much financially about the chairman trying to safeguard the club and just find a way of getting some money because there's just there's there's just not the money coming into the club that, that there needs to be to sustain a side that can compete with some of the teams who are throwing big big money around. And there are some teams, no, particularly last year, they look at the budgets of the sides of Exeter and Bristol Rovers and Forest Green. I'm not saying there's a, necessarily clubs with that kind of money this year, but certainly there's still your Salfords and whatever around. And Salfords, I know, haven't quite hit the, the ground running as they would like this year, but there are clubs with a lot of money out there. It's quite hard for, I imagine, the manager to see how he can compete with them. But the club, are ne- as you rightly say, the club are never going to come out and say, well, look, this is a two-year project because it would be absolutely chaotic fans will be demanding season ticket money back and asking why am I going to watch a game if you're not trying to win promotion but I do believe that it is my opinion would be that it is a two-year project yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what happens I think um come come Saturday both teams on a two-week break well I think you had an EFL trophy match in there didn't you I think at some point um yes uh, um but if you look at the players you played in that game I was gonna say did you play like a weekend team in that game not necessarily a weakened team, but I'm uh, just having a look at the lineup now. John Nolan started. He won't be anywhere near the first team in that game. Big Turnbull and Simu both started. No, Hewitt was nice. in goal. Uh, Murphy was on the bench. Um, but Simu and Turnbull started because the manager knew they weren't going to be available for the next league game. So there were maybe five players who started who won't be near the starting lineup in this game. So half and half kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so it almost feels like a, a reset in the start of the second half of the season, doesn't it? So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. You're coming down on Saturday. I am. Uh, so yes. for those for those who don't know, my my I'm I am a broadcaster basically, so I I do commentate and stuff on matches, but that means I don't get to as many Tranmere games as I would like to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this week and last week, with obviously no championship and no. Um, Premier League football at the moment. It means I, I, I've had two Saturdays off. So it's Northampton away this Saturday is my first Tranmere away game since Accrington, just before the league shut down in March 2020. So I'm very much looking forward to it. No one's looked forward nice. to a trip to Northampton more than I am this Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you get soup as well. So <clears throat> there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, come on, the predictions. Uh, not about the soup. They can predict a soup flavour <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with tomato. Tomato, solid, tomato. solid choice. Tomato. Uh, Charles, then I'll start with you, seeing as though you've jumped in with your soup prediction. Uh, mm. Predictions, Saturday, 3 o'clock. We're still at 3 o'clock. Uh, Tranmere, Sixfields. Yes. There we go. 3-2 uh, last uh, season, another ding-dong in the offering, do you think? I don't know. Um, Tranmere are a different side this season. As, as Matt was talking about, a lot of the old guard, if you like, uh, have moved on. And I think those are a lot of the players that sometimes either 
cause t- the opposition to raise their game a little bit. You know, Jay Spearing, we've we've come up against him playing for Liverpool, of course. Um, and he wasn't good enough then either. Um, so it was, you know, when you come up against those kind of players, you wonder, do our players then raise their game a little bit because they're thinking, well, you know, maybe these players think they're a bit bigger than, than us, et cetera, et cetera. And that's not the situation now. This two-week two week break, as I said, skews things. I will go for a, a, a confident 2-1 Cobblers win. Ooh. On the basis that we are on a good bit of form and confidence will be high, I'm hopeful. And, and we're at home. So there you right. go. 2-1 um, yeah. win for being at home. Should be a good crowd as well. Um, Matt, highest scorers in the league against one of the leanest defences. <laughs> and also um, the lowest, one of the lowest scorers as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what are you going for for this one? Well, I th- I'm just tr- I'm just looking back through the record books, and I think this is my third trip to Sixth Field. Um, so I had a three-one back in 2006 at Tramming One. In fact, no, it's it's my fourth trip to Sixth Field to take it back. Uh, the three-one where Kevin Ellison got taken off because Calvin Zola poked him in the eye during a goal celebration, and you <laughs> couldn't continue. If you remember that one, there <laughs> was a two-one defeat. Uh, a two-one defeat on the last day of the 2007-8 season, which I believe yeah. I would have been at as well, yeah. uh, when Ian Goodison got sent off. Uh, but anything that happens, I am certain it cannot be worse than my most recent trip, which was in the 2014-15 season, when Tranmere were absolutely hurtling towards relegation. And granted, they only lost 1-0, uh, but they were absolutely horrendous. And uh, shortly afterwards, their relegation too, the National League was confirmed. So it can't be a, a more miserable afternoon than that. Uh, I've said the first goal is crucial. I hope Tranmere get it. Their away form is pretty good of late. They've got some fairly good results. So I will say a 1-1 draw, which I would think would be a positive point. Nice. I've got, I get the feeling that we're. it's going to be a relatively slow start from us. I think we're the type of team that needs that momentum of playing a few days before just to keep get click back into gear again. So I think we might start a little bit slow. You potentially will score the first goal. But... Oh, I'm going to go for a repeat of last season. I'm going for a ding-dong. Let's go for 3-2. Ooh. Get it in there. 3-2 again. Oh. For this one. Yes, I, I, I don't get wrong. Ding. I'd quite enjoy that. Yeah. I'd like a ding-dong. Yeah. Soup flying everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what else might happen. But Matt, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, where can we find you on social media in the pod? Uh, yeah, just uh, search for at... Uh, A-T-T-T-P, <laughs> A-T-T-T-M pod, I think it is. A trip to the moon was already taken, so I have to find something else. So yeah, A, then three Ts and M and a pod. It's not easy, but just search for a trip to the moon, Tram, you'll find us that way. What is the, tw- uh, what is the original, a trip to the moon? Uh, it is a average. quote from Johnny King uh, during oh. Tramway's promotion chasing days of the 1990s uh, or the late 80s and early 90s when he obviously took us up from League 4 as it was then to Division 2, the Championship and the cusp of the Premier League with three successive years in the playoffs and he basically said he he, he was taking Tranmere on a trip to the moon so nice. that's where the quote comes from Enjoyable. I think there might be a film out there or something called A Trip to the Moon as well which is not Tranmere related uh, <laughs> sadly uh, but yeah that, that's where it comes from from our point of view Excellent. Thanks so much, Matt. That's been a pleasure to talk to you and all the best for the rest of the season. Uh, Charles, thank you. Thank you, Danny. Pleasure. Thank you. Good to be back. 
and uh, have a good, good day on Saturday. Enjoy your day. Have uh, plenty of stuff hopefully, going on. Hopefully, a good start to a good weekend. Hopefully, let's have a let's have a good one. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Next week, we'll be back with a Harrogate fan. Maybe share a cup of tea in a china cup with them. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday with our review of this one and all the latest from Sixfields, and we'll see you then. Podcast Network.